Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Allison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. Happy Wonderland Wednesday. My name is Allison Packard and welcome to Allison's Wonderland. Hey, guys that are just joining, thank you so much for tuning in live. Tonight, we have a very special guest, Pat Brady Joels, aka the one and only Pat Brady. Pat is actually an animation voiceover agent. She's been in the business for about 40 years, and she's actually my agent. She's going to be on this week. She was originally going to be on last week, but something came up last minute. So if anybody was wondering where we were last week, that was why. But we're back again, and we're really excited to get started with Pat. You are here. Oh, God. You are. I think it actually you look gorgeous. I put big hair and I put so much makeup on so you could not see all the bruises on my face because I love you. Oh, <laughs> thanks. It's so glad to have you on here. Oh, so um, honey. It's, I, it's been a while since I've seen your face because, of course, yeah. the global <laughs> pandemic has put a little bit of uh, separation in our ability to see each other. But well, To me, the best thing is that I have not had color on my hair <laughs> October. So seriously, dude, this is my color. I'm wow. so happy. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Like a taupe. Yeah, it's like a taupe. It? And all this gray is like I had highlights and they didn't cost me 290 bucks. Natural highlights. I love it. <laughs> How are you? How's my boy? Oh, my son Bodhi is doing great. Yeah, it's been quite the journey. But unfortunately, he's back at preschool now and um, they're doing an awesome job. And we feel very grateful. Their classes are all outside and social distance. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I won't let my grandson go back. I just won't. He, yeah. Well, because he's 13. And they get into too much mischief when they're at school. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't trust anybody else. <laughs> Not much upside there. No. But you look beautiful. I love your Thank studio. You. Thank you. I it's see pictures of it. It's very cool. <laughs> Thank you. So I was doing some research, Pat, and I actually didn't know this, but you were a musical theater major? Yes, I was. Actually, wow, that's amazing. UCLA in 1973, but they closed the program in 1974 just when I graduated because I was eight months pregnant with my son when I graduated. So yeah, oh, my oh please, I just wanted to grow up and be Dorothy Loudon. That's all. I wanted to be a character actress on Broadway. Not a mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I could sing, I could dance, but I was a better singer and actress. But no, it was like it went from musical comedy to stand up comedy, did stand up for quite a while. And then one of my best friends at the time said, You're wasting your time, you're not making any money. Why don't you go work for my agent? And boom, that's how, yeah, that was 40 years ago. And where did you get started? I started working for a woman named Donna Lee Davies. And here's a karma thing. Donna Lee Davies had a very small voiceover agency with an on-camera commercial, commercial department for kids. And I took that over, but she taught me all the voiceover gigs. So then at that point, 1984, I think it was, Roger Helfond at Joseph Helfond Rex died. 
and they offered Donna the job as voiceover agent. But at the same time, T.J. Escott had offered her a job to run the voiceover department at CED. So she went there. I went to go on for as an on-camera agent for the longest while. But the thing is, when I got to CESD 18 years ago, I got her desk because she had passed away. <laughs> you know, she you passed away a it? long time before I got there. But yeah, <laughs> small world. It's a, yeah. I swear to God, we all know each other's blood type. It's agency business. I don't know who's watching this or who's listening to it. Who have agents? We all know each other. Don't think we don't. <laughs> now, so you've been an agent, is that right, for 40 years? It was 40 years January 8th. Okay. 2020. And of course, on January 18th, I became a cripple, but I'm still an agent. So that's a good thing. Powerhouse. I'm a powerhouse. <laughs> so what is the most fulfilling part of your job then? What's funny, Allison, when I became an agent, I said to my best friend, I said, oh, my, this, my agent needs an assistant. I went, oh, please, I'm an actor. I'm not going to do that. And then I thought to myself, 10% of the rejection is a hell of a lot better than 100%. And that's <laughs> why I became an agent. I swear to God, I would just be a effing mess every time I got rejected. You're too fat. You're an alto, not a soprano. You can't dance. You have no motor skills on the left side of your body. Well, that's true. But still, I would be so depressed. And here I was a single mom. And then I thought, you know what? I'd rather take 10% of the rejection. And it's true. I'm devoted to my clients. Like, like you, when you don't get something, I, am, I suffer as much as you do. Mm -hmm. or, but then again, it starts to roll. You, you start get as you have done, you get on a roll and you do really well. And that fulfills an agent. It fulfills me. Yeah. I, I, I can't speak for other agents. Do you think there's something that separates your clients that get on a roll? Is it attitude? Is it talent? Is it combination? Oh, it's always talent. I don't care what mm -hmm. anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. It's it, it, talent is they, they say, oh, no, only 10% of talent. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. You have to have the talent. Years and years ago, it was like, who do you know? What can you do? The more versatile you are, and I'm speaking just voiceover, of course. Yeah. The more versatile you are, the better it is. If you can do a kid, a dog, a monster, a reporter, a captain, that's what books you. There's yeah. lots of one-trick ponies. I got to say, there are a lot of one-trick ponies. Lorenzo Music, who was Garfield, and Carlton, your doorman, one trick pony, but what a trick. <laughs> Pam Adlon originally was like a one trick pony. All she could do is little boys. And now she's doing old Jewish ladies. And oh, Pammy's working all the time. And she has yeah. her own on camera series. But the thing is, she was pigeonholed as just kids, but not anymore. You and her uh, kids for... don't, don't do kid, just kids anymore. <laughs> Tell me who's saying Richard Horvitz. Who's saying Richard Horvitz? Oh, I oh, love Richard Horvitz. I saw his name down there. I love Richard Horvitz. <laughs> More than a, definitely not a one-trick pony there. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, my God, not at all. <laughs> okay, hit me again. Yeah. Oh, I'm just curious. So now for people that are like just getting into voiceover, I know we have a few people on here that are voice actors. Maybe Jeff. Hi, it's pretty amazing to know that Jeff can just go by his first name. Just I know, Jeff, with, like. with all the hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Jeff with the hair. Um, So for people that are looking to start their animation voice acting career, what do you recommend? Okay. The thing is with animation, (laughs) as you of all people knows, like I said, versatility, but you need to get into a good class. I'm not dissing like community colleges or anything like that about their voiceover, but they cannot compare to taking a voiceover class from a professional. I Mm -hmm. always recommend somebody who's been in the business for a very long time, much like Richard Horvitz, much Pat Fraley, Debbie Derryberry. Those are the actors. uh, Bob Bergen, Bergen, of course. But the casting directors are very important Mm -hmm. because they hear something and if they're working as casting or they're working as director, they'll think of you. Whereas like a Bob Bergen, he will hear you and say, oh, you know what? I'm working on this one series. Let me talk to the casting director. Same thing with Horvitz. Same thing with Pat Fraley. They, everybody has a connection. But somebody who's at yeah. a, jun- a junior college will give you mic techniques, which mm-hmm. is imperative. You need to learn those. And if it's not going to cost you money to learn that, do it. Yeah, the first classes I ever took were in Boston. Uh, The very first one was a community college. Mm -hmm. And then from there, there was a casting agency called CP Casting. And I took some on-camera classes there, and they had started um, bringing me in for voiceover auditions. And it was just one of those situations where I was only like maybe 19 or 20, and they were looking for a teen boys. So it was like, I didn't, it was just right there. And that was gave me my first opportunity. You were still there. I was still in Boston. still sound like a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> the range, right? <laughs> That's part of it too. I think a lot of people I talk to want to come into voiceover and they want to specifically do animation. But what I find is it seems like most agencies re- seem to rep across the board. Do you find that to be true? Oh, please, of course. If I have a triple yeah. threat, which is made it somebody who can do commercial, promo, and animation, which also includes video game, that's a triple threat. You want that. You really want that. The hardest thing to get into is promo. It's the Mm -hmm. toughest thing because there's a handful of people who do it. And now they're opening up more for women, but not that much more. Mm -hmm. Animation, when I started, it was a boy's game. It was a boy's game. The only people who, the females that worked were Tress McNeil, Melinda Bridge, Susan Silo, June Foray. They had it cornered. So it was so hard for women to get in. But now they've opened up this world. And like Kathy, my partner, says, because of streaming, there are so many availabilities. I had five breakdowns today. Five. Wow. And they were all for streaming. Yeah. And if your viewers are watching and they have an agent, or in case of like CESD, Kathy and I do animation. Sumit does video games now. Bo mm-hmm. does commercials and endorsements. Vinny does promo trailer narration. You need to know who you need to talk to. If animation mm-hmm. is what you do, talk to your animation agent. If you're not getting what you want from video game, talk to the person who's doing them. It's really important. Do you find that, do you have any clients that just do animation? Because generally it seems that's less likely to just be taken on as an animation client. You know what? Unless they are, like I called them, a one-trick pony, mm-hmm. they ordinarily do animation, but 
commercials now. All you have to do is listen to them, Allison. There's so many natural voices or not so much cartoony voices, but odd voices. Those guys lend themselves to mm -hmm. animation. You know, it's the Lonnie Rosses of this world. They have a very odd voice, so they'll work animation and they'll work video game and they'll work commercial. So everybody right now is an open field. I'm, I'm sure Horvitz has been booking commercials and animation because he's got a very unique voice. But the thing is with Rich, he knows how to orchestrate for the gig. Yeah. And it is that so, those subtle nuances of knowing the medium, which defines, oh, yeah. yeah, like the difference between a preschool show, which is going to be maybe paced a little bit slower than a six to eight year old show. And maybe uh, the characters can maybe be a little bit more colorful. And then you get into the video games where it's still a sense of, it's still a character, it's still character acting, but then it's often very realistic and, I have a client who is on the raunchiest show, <laughs> raunchiest show on Adult Swim you could ever believe. And then she does the cutest preschool show on Disney. Oh, so what can yeah. I say? Unless yeah. it's a contractual obligation, they can do whatever they bloody well please. And it's just amazing how it's opened up compared to what I went through 40 years ago. Yeah. Were you always in animation, or did you start in a different facet? No, when you start as a voiceover agent, you do everything. I did everything. As a matter of fact, I love the show business story. And very, most of your people watching, or you are very familiar with Keith Ferguson. Keith <laughs> Ferguson works nonstop in animation. But 25 years ago, I went to a voiceover workshop. Which we used to do that all the time. And it was a commercial workshop, because I did work voiceover commercials. And this kid stands up there and does an okay commercial. And then one of the guys in the back behind me said, do your Ross Perot impression. <laughs> he does a dead on Ross Perot. So I said, okay, of course it was election time. So I said, you, me, now. So he went outside, we talked. I said, I need you to come to my office tomorrow. And I need you to do some auditions for me. So he came in the office and he did some auditions. And then I gave him one as Keanu Reeves for a national commercial I had just gotten. And he did <laughs> dead on. So he got an agent, a national commercial, and a SAG card all the same day. Oh my gosh. That is a pretty you never know. story. You never yeah. know. Right now, the hook is, I gotta tell you, is voice matching. Yeah. You're killing it in voice matching. It's a great area because mm -hmm. especially, I don't just do animation, neither does Kathy. We do ADR, as you well know, mm -hmm. doing voice matching for feature films. And we do we work with a Barbara Harris or Terry Douglas for adding into a looping group. We don't represent looping groups. I get a call that they want somebody who can do a particular voiceover match. Boom. I got him. <laughs> we just, God love him. We just took a brand new client on. His name is Chris Moreau. Great guy. Dead on impersonator. One of Jim Meskimen and Piat's pals. And <laughs> both booked him on a commercial yesterday. Aww. Doing a voice match. So, it happens. If somebody in your audience is watching and they do great voice matches, it kills. It really, it does. And if their agent has the ability to hook into that stuff, man, it, it, because mm -hmm. this is one thing that some actors don't know, that if you get, well, Fred, of course Fred's a voice matcher. Fred Tattisher, I'm not even going to go there with him. Uh, what uh, I'm seeing all these the scrolls at the bottom. 
What happens is that you have so many agents who do everything and when they can share information like that. If, well, Allison, if I know that you can do a dead on Drew Barrymore and then mm -hmm. Bo needs a Drew Barrymore, Samit needs a Drew it's a team situation. Mm -hmm. And even though we're at home, we talk to each other all day long. Mm -hmm. We have an inner office situation here with our home computers. And so it's, we might as well just be in the office and every week, Paul puts up a, a Zoom for us all to talk. But we do. We all talk every day. And that's something I'm also curious about is how has quarantine changed your job since my strap keeps falling? Hey, guys. <laughs> Let's get this party started. No, but how has quarantine changed your position and, and your day-to-day -day okay. activity? Whew, that's a tough one because we are, and you've obviously experienced this, we are 10 times busier than we've ever been mm -hmm. because we are the only area of show business mm -hmm. right now that has been working since COVID hit. Yeah. We're it. That's it. Not a question. You can't go on camera. Now they're starting to loosen it up a little bit. Soap yeah. operas are starting to work. Some features, but traveling is better, but man, for six months, we were it. And at that point, all the managers who represent the celebrities that we have, mm -hmm. either theatrically or on camera endorsements, wanted their clients to work. It's all about the work. And then your wonderful union brought up the great new health plan. So you have to make X amount of dollars to cover your family. And so we have been bombarded by actors. I need the job. I need to work. And we want you to work. We really want everybody to work. So it's been, COVID has been very hard on show business. <laughs> I hate to say other than us, because mm -hmm. like you, Allison, you have an amazing setup. You do broadcast quality, not a problem. Mm -hmm. We have clients who've lived off their voiceover money who never did that. Yeah. And by the time this hit, they didn't have the money to do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, my husband, as I, was very unfortunate by paying, not unfortunate, but uncomfortable, paying $3,000 to upgrade our studio so he could do his Disney show from home. Pay out of pocket? It is what it is. Every actor has to pay out of pocket. No agency is going to pay for it. No production company is going to pay for it. Sometimes they'll send kits. They'll send kits. Yeah. They want them right back. I'll never right, Bob, right, Bob, right. Did, Bob did a video game for Samit, and... They sent the kit, and he did the gig, and then he, he was done like at 6 o'clock, and they texted him and said, okay, we'll pick it up at 7. No, give me time to pack this sucker up. So, Yeah. It's funny, the range, too. It seems I, like I had a really good setup here, as we discussed, but I had a game, and for consistency purposes, they uh, sent a kit, but they actually sent someone to set it up, and I was so grateful because... I just usually use George Whittem for all my home studio needs and just tend to outsource that. It just makes it easier, but it's but something that I think has always been important. I, I can't let somebody in the house. That's my problem. Yeah, right. is I don't know how many actors are, are married to a hand to disabled people mm -hmm. or over the age of, you know, 65 or whatever, yeah. but I can't have some stranger in the house. I just right. can't. And thank God he figured it out himself. He's a very smart man.
Hey guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Out Loud opened and Screen Actors Guild okayed the protocols. Bob was more comfortable. Yeah. His best friend who's in New York goes, don't do it, dude. Don't go there. I think, fuck you. He's going because uh, that's all there is to it. He's going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the protocols are specific and designed to keep the oh, actors yeah. safe. So, and they're great right now. They're great. Yeah, yeah. So it's so interesting. So you did speak a little bit about. Oh, and I want to be conscious of time because I promised I would keep it a tight thirty. But just love you. so you talk. What was that? I said I love you for that. <laughs> so the business has been shifting to more of this home studio model for years now. And then we are seeing with COVID it being the only option. And you mentioned that animation, the business of animation and voiceover is the only or has been the only gig mm-hmm. in show business. Are there any other changes? Those both sound p- positive or neutral. Are there any negative changes that you've seen? COVID? No. Not now. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, at the beginning, it was very negative because a lot of our actors didn't have a studio. So they didn't have a a perfect studio like you would see with you or a Pat Fraley or a Fred Tattish. Actually, no. Fred Tattish didn't have shit. Fred (laughs) Tattish did not have a studio. You need to know this. When COVID hit, he and Merce had just had the baby. He was barely a year old. And they bought a house in March, April, May. In March, they bought a house. So he had to take a room that they hadn't planned on it because he had an office in Burbank that had all his studio stuff in case he needed it. He never knew how to use it. So he had put everything in the house. He learned how to do it. I was so proud of him. But it was a big deal. But then again, like I said, at the beginning, it was so hard because so many of our actors didn't have the studios. They yeah. were so used to, at the very most, doing auditions on the cell phone or auditions on the computer, but they didn't have broadcast quality. And with animation, you really have to. So when they started, when Disney started, I can only speak for Disney, Cartoon Network, mm-hmm. Netflix, those are my buyers. When Disney started opening up the studio, out loud it was a godsend it really was a godsend because these actors did not have the studios the nolan norse of this world and the james patrick stewart's of this world you know they have beautiful studios at home but then again they don't live in the studio area they live in palace verdes they live in simi valley whatever oh yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's changed a great deal i hope to god that the studios will stay open. That would be nice. But we have so many idiots in this city. Who knows? Oh, my God. Yeah. My best friend from high school just joined. Oh, <laughs> hello, Lynn. <laughs> Lenny. That's how we all get connected. So uh, to go back to animation demos, so what are some of your preferences for animation okay. demos? First things first, who, who are you auditioning for? The agent or is your producer auditioning for the agent? It is so bad. Mm-hmm. I have a real problem with overproduced animation demos because I don't care how many bells and whistles there are. I don't care. I want to hear you. A self-made demo is fine. You don't have, have the music in the background unless you are 
a musician or married to a musician or a record producer, you can have that thing. What I want, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm sure most of the animation agents out there feel the same way, you open your demo with your own voice. Seriously, I don't care if you are a police captain. I don't care if you're a stewardess. I don't care if you are doing a video game. To, but it has to sound exactly like you. Mm-hmm. Never slate on your demo. Never, never. And then you can go on to your sillies. But the one, the one at the very, the, to me, you get six to eight voices. Mm-hmm. And the seventh voice should always be a song. If you like, Allison, you sing like a dream. So I want to hear just one little blip of you singing. Yeah. That's really important. If you can't sing, just give me all your crazy characters and accents. And if yeah. you don't do them well, I'll tell you. Because I have, I have that kind of ear. If I don't think yeah. an accent is good, you're toast. And I'll yeah. tell you, as you know me, I'm so bloody honest. It's scary. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's what we love? Yeah. And in, in terms of professional development for any of our viewers that are already voice actors, already working, but might want to know what they can do to develop their career further, is there anything you recommend or any advice you might have? Keep a loyalty to your agent. If your agent has done well for you, and all of a sudden you think that the grass is greener on the other side, that's not cool. That's just not mm-hmm. cool. But if you feel as though you need to talk to your agents that you're not getting enough of this, you're not getting, talk to your agents. If they're assholes about it, excuse the language, by the way, I said the effort earlier on, there's, sorry. There is no uh, age limit on this show. If they don't want to talk to you, then bye-bye. Mm-hmm. If you have an agent who is approaching you, and believe me, I'm the biggest thief in town. I have gone to so many actors who are with other agents, but because they weren't happy with the other agents. I knew that, mm-hmm. and I and made it to my advantage. Because if your agent's going to be non-communicative and a dick to you, what do you need? But if your agent is doing their very best, and they're doing their very best, and you're in communication with them, they will call you or they will email you, and boom, they get, you get, they get right back to you, don't be a putz. Give that agent a shot. It's really hard because there's only so many of us. There's only 16 of us. Wow. Compared to the theatrical agents in this town and the on-camera commercial agents in this town, oh, my God. But there are only Mm -hmm. 16 voiceover agencies. Yeah. Yeah. And New York is the same. New York, uh, our office in New York kills. And I think Atlas and CESD is the only ones that go across the country. Just said that's why we need more passengers in the room. Oh, you and your (laughs) hair. (laughs) Let's see. Okay, so Jeff did have a couple questions, but I'm not seeing them in the question box. Let me see if I can go back and find. How is the puppetry business doing during Crazy Girl? Oh, my God. Okay, for the first six months, dick, nothing. And then they started to figure out the COVID way to do things. So I've got puppeteers in Vancouver right now working. I've got puppeteers in New York working. I've got puppeteers working working shows three shows here in LA mm-hmm. so yeah you know it's doing well but boy uh, I hope to god you never have anybody says oh I can do that but just because you did a Punch and Judy show when you're in high school or you did a an Avenue Q show in high school you ain't a puppeteer if you can work 
when I interview new puppeteers, I think I told you that once, and I love this story. When a brand new puppeteer comes to me, of course, before COVID, and he wanted to sit and talk to me, he had to raise his hand like this for 20 minutes. And if he could do this for 20 minutes and not take any attention away from what he was saying, then boom, I talked to him. Because the thing is with a puppeteer, you need to have you're on camera and you have to have a monitor at the bottom. So everything's asked backwards. So when the director says, okay, we want you to move to the right, you're going to move to the left. It's a tough job. And I've got the best. You sure do. (laughs) If anybody else has some questions from the audience, I'm happy to take them now. I know uh, with the VP presidential debates this evening, we're going to keep it tight. Uh, Pat, we're so... I'm pivoting them. You're chivoing them, yes. Me as well. We'll watch I'm them after ready when my girl gets up there and beats his ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mamala. <laughs> yeah. Great. For anybody that just tuned in, we just sat down with Pat Brady, animation agent at CESD Talent. If you might have missed the live stream, you're welcome to go back and watch the replay. Any more questions? Just lots of compliments, lots of people. Oh, Oh, there is one more um, question from Jeff again. Oh, okay. So prolific. Signing. Um, Which is, has the process of signing actors during COVID changed? We sign actors. We sign Mm -hmm. One year to 18-month contracts, the minute you start. That's all there is to it. Yeah. I know Sutton Barth Venari is the same. Uh, there are other agencies, DPN, ICM. There's agencies that don't sign contracts. So we're not stupid. And the thing is, a contract is basically just a good faith relationship with your agent. If you don't make any money in 90 days, you can bail and they can bail on you. So basically, even though we say 18 months, it's 90 days. But we want to show our good faith in you. It's not cheap to sign somebody to contract. We have to have the assistants do it. We have to, It has to go to the accounting department. We have to send everything to the state of California. It's not cheap. So we're investing in your career when we have not seen a cent from you. And we only see money from you guys when you book. Mm-hmm. So we have actors who years have not made a bloody penny. But we have faith in them. So we keep setting them auditions, mm-hmm. but you know what? It happens. And then, the, and I'm sure the next question is going to be how long till you drop somebody. We have clients that have been with our agency for 30 years who haven't booked in 10 years, but they're really good clients. They love us. They're supportive of us. They speak well of us that we give them every opportunity we can. And then there's others that I haven't booked in a year. Abyssinia, you know what? Not my fault. Seriously. I've given you and we look at our history, you've gotten 150 opportunities in a year. And you haven't booked one? Maybe you need to take a class. Or maybe you need to sit down and talk to yourself. Like, why haven't I booked anything? Because it's not your agent's fault. Right. Oh, yeah. so has Let's that- leave that on a downer. <laughs> well, no, I think also he, he was asking specifically, like, now during COVID. So are you doing, like, oh, Zoom interviews? Email. Yeah. We, and, con- we send contracts via email and DocuSign. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then the interviews on Zoom or something? Oh, please. Yes. We had <laughs> one today. We, they had one yesterday. We're going to have one tomorrow. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. interviewing new clients via Zoom. And we're all on the picture. There's Kathy up there, and there's me, and there's Sam. So Samit, 
Vinny, Bo. Yeah, Bo's in charge of the of the of the Zoom. <laughs> Lucky Bo. That that millennial Bo. <laughs> no, no, that's good. You just got two kids. The poor little thing. I swear to God, she worked her ass off as a voiceover agent, and then she's got two kids at home who both need schooling. Yeah. It's, there are definitely, this 2020 is full of challenges. <laughs> it's very, so anything else you need from me, sweetie pie? No, I'm so grateful that you came on to sit down and chat with us, Pat. And absolutely. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week. We have uh, Melissa Hutchinson coming on. Uh, the oh, Black I Actress. love her. Yeah. Love. So it'd be great. So thanks, Pat. Okay. Take care. Bye. Goodbye. And um, for anybody that's just tuning in, feel free to subscribe if you want to get more of these. We're doing them every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I will let you guys go to your debates now, but I hope to see you again soon. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you guys so much for Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.